You're listening to the two dumb users. Wow, you're so dominant. There we go. My mic is now back on. You know, good, right, thing, Bob, good thing. Good thing you're here. Otherwise, this show would screech to a halt. This is why I'm here every day. That's why I can't take a day off. You can't. You can't. <laughs> uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Two Dumb Yinzers. This is episode 254. That's right, 254. How you doing this morning, Michael? I'm doing fan freaking tastic, my man. I'm living the dream today. I tell you what, it was a pretty good weekend as far as as far as our hometown teams, some sports. Uh, we got some things going on. We're going to talk about today. Yes, it was a good um, weekend. Good weekend. It was a really good weekend. It really was. Let's make a little adjustment on my end here. Oh, adjusting. Oh, what are we adjusting? Don't you worry about it. Oh, I can't see it on camera. I'm a little. Ooh, I think we're going to yeah. talk about hockey. We're going to do some hockey first, Mike. Oh, yeah, baby. I was debating. It was either going to be between uh, the Penguins or the Pit Panthers. We're going to start out with some hockey today. And uh, one thing that I noticed, Mike, is this team is 2-0 and since the fire Hextall chance. Is this any... Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you come out on Saturday, you win an overtime game, you come home yesterday against the team that you mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have beaten, you, you no. whoop on them. Um, I mean, is there any correlation, Mike, between this uh, 2-0 and run that we're on since Ron Hextall had his um, his head on a platter just last week against the Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers? You know, we, we had the fire Hextall chant, and then, you know, you put Kasperi Kapitan on waivers, and you know, the Blues do him a favor, Hextall mm-hmm. a favor by picking him up. So that this is like you know I think those two events combined is what this team needed you know it's like a kick in the pants and that 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 win we'll get to against the the Lightning I think that was a that was a much much needed win by this team and I was a little concerned because we did we had Casey DeSmith back in the net mm-hmm. last night obviously you don't want to go back to back with your goalies much but um, DeSmith was in net I thought oh yeah yeah we got Tampa coming to town uh, we just haven't been playing great hockey lately. And, you know, it really surprised me and pretty much everybody else who watched this game last night. Um, if you didn't catch it, it was a period of time in the second period for four minutes and 29 seconds. We just couldn't stop scoring. It, we, no. We put up five, five goals in that period of time and six altogether in that second period, Mike. And ultimately, in the 7-3 win, that's, that's, that's all you're scoring. That, yeah, it, it was wild, too, because, you know, we're going into the second period down to one. You're thinking, oh, no, here we go again. Right. Now, we score what Drew O'Connor scores, you know, at the three minutes, 20 seconds mark. Things are looking good. Then, boom, two goals, you know, two minutes apart <laughs> for Tampa. It's like, oh, no, here we go again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it can't happen. Then, hey, we get a quick goal in the in the third from Malkin. Then, Crosby, then Bluger, then Jeff Carter joins the party. Where has he been? Then Jason, MF, and Zucker scores. Then Dumo, first goal of the year out of nowhere. You know, it's like, all right, this is what this team needed. They they needed it, man. And we do. I mean, we we, we have to kind of celebrate now because we go back down. We play Tampa Bay on Thursday. Yeah, yeah we, we played Nashville and then Tampa, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure we'll see their starting goalie, and, you know, it will be a whole different game down there. They play a lot better yeah. on their home ice. But, Mike, for what it was, you know, this team, you know, the, if you're going to beat some teams and, you know, the situation that we're in, Tampa Bay is a great team to be one of the teams that you beat. Yeah. Like I said, you're coming off that 3-2 to two, uh, overtime win on Saturday. Um, they, you know, and, and as you mentioned, Kapanen gets picked up off of waivers that, that day mm-hmm. by the very team that we're playing. And I think that's going to work out for everybody because, you know, I, I he, you, you had said the other day when we were talking, he, he just didn't get it. To, he, he couldn't put it, pull it together here at Pittsburgh. No. And he seems like a good dude. And everyone likes this guy. So maybe just maybe he could go to St. Louis and kind of revive his career a little bit. And, um, you know, he, he could be doing okay over there. Hopefully, you know, he, yeah, former first round draft pick by the Penguins, you know, and he had, he had the chance up in Toronto playing on some pretty good lines. Couldn't put it together here. He couldn't put it together. Let's, you know, Put them out in St. Louis where there's, you know, Toronto and Pittsburgh have high expectations. Right. And you put them out there in St. Louis, maybe the expectations aren't that high. Let's see what, you know, maybe he can turn his career around. It's hard to say. I almost called him a kid. The guy's been in the league, you know, for years now. So, you know, hopefully he can finally put it together. 
And, you know, you know it frees up cap, cap space for the Penguins to, make, you know, call a couple people up off the long-term IR. So, you know, it's what we needed, and hopefully change the scenery is what he needs. I never underestimate the power of um, fans complaining, especially in here in Pittsburgh. And, you know, you come out last week, and we're playing Edmonton, and, and we're getting our tails whooped. Mm-hmm. And the fan starts chanting, you know, fire hex stall. And, um, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you have this, I don't want to call it miraculous, but you know what? It was a pretty nice turnaround compared yeah. to what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks since the All-Star break. I, you know, I, I, I always think to myself, people bitch and kind of make fun of the cities who have strong fan bases who, you know, make their voices heard. Mm-hmm. I always think it's a good thing because whether you think so or not, or whether Hextall wants to admit it or not, it plays a role. It certainly plays a role because here's the thing. If you're losing all your games, you're playing terrible hockey and the fans are telling you something. I, I think that it would be in your best interest to at least pay attention to what they're saying, whether you do anything yeah. off it or not. But um, like I said, all of a sudden you get this complete turnaround with this team playing good hockey. I, 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 maybe we should have been chanting fire Hextall a lot earlier. Well, we should have, <laughs> but it, it still remains to be seen. What's he going to do? Trade deadlines coming up. There have been some pretty big trades yeah. that have happened, and the, this team, it's you know as constructed. Yeah, we did just blow out the defending Stanley Cup champions, but. You know, we're going to need more. This team's going to need a lot more because right now we, we took back that second wild card spot. We're, we're going to either, it looks like we're going to be facing Carolina in the first round. We need more yeah, right. to be able to beat that team. So it's absolutely the, this is step one. Okay. We trimmed some fat. There's a lot more to go that needs trimmed and resources need added. Now, he said he doesn't want to give up you know, number one draft picks. That's, that's nice for the future, but you still have Crosby, Malkin, Latang. The future's now. Yeah, right. You're in win now for the next three years. You know, I think that's how long, like, uh, Malkin signed for and Crosby somewhere. You, it's a win now mentality. You have to get what you can out of these guys. Worry about the future, you know, in the future. Plan on, like, you're not going to be here in three years. Plan on you're going to be here at the end of the year and the player results are going to matter. So right. You, do what you can to win now because this is what this team's built for. Crosby, Malkin, Latang, they're not they didn't sign on to be where the team's going to be in three years. They want right. to now. So give up those first round picks. And if you get another championship out of it, you know, I, I think the fan base is willing to, you know, have some down years to go, hey, we got four Stanley Cups out of this group. Absolutely. I would be happy with that. I'm even happy, you know, we got three and we're cha- trying to compete. But right, right. now, man, the haven't won a playoff series in five years. That's that's not good. Get out of the first round, and that's what you, you're going to have to build for. Build to get this team to win a championship. I don't think we're going to do it this year, but get them in, in place to win one next year. Right. I hmm. Which team, Mike? Wait, wait, just, I mean, not going off subject or anything, but of these three teams who who's you know have not had great success in the postseason of our – I'm speaking of the three professionals teams in, in Pittsburgh. Which one of these three teams can you see – getting that first win and i and i mean by in, in the uh hockey by winning the series of course yeah uh you know who who is most likely of these three teams to advance out of the first round in the playoffs i hate to sound like a homer it's the answer to say like all pittsburghers would say all users would say but i have to say the steelers just because it's a one game playoff right where in it's hockey, really hard to win hockey it series. is too, yeah, to close out a team. You know, you, you're you're playing the best of the best, and especially the closer you get to the Stanley Cup Finals. You, I mean, <laughs> these teams are—it's no joke, no yeah. um, mistake. Why that the, they're there? So, I mean, you're getting the best of the best, giving you they're the best. So, I mean, yeah, I, I would I, I'd agree with you. I agree with you 100. I think it would be the Steelers because it would be—I don't want to say it's easy, but it would be easier. Yeah, than seven, you know, four out of seven games. Um, but they just want, yeah. something's got to give. Something's got to give. One of these teams have to do something, Mike. Yeah. And in hockey. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. I, I don't, Me either. If it was the Pirates, I'd be fine with that. Just somebody yeah. win, win, win something, you know? Yeah. And, and it's it's just frustrating. I th- I find the Steelers' lack of success frustrating, but, like, the Penguins even more. You know, mm. and like, in the same time frame, you know, the Penguins do have one more, one more championship than the Steelers. But I – it's not fair to to the big three. You think, okay, these guys would have more success, but you making it out of the first round, you would think right. 
you know, that team should be making it to the second round at least. I mean, there, there's teams you know, that pop out of nowhere that's not, you know, the best teams in the league that they get out of the first round in, in these respective yeah. sports. And here we are with uh, these these teams in Pittsburgh where it, it's almost like getting over this wall is impossible. Yeah, it is. But like at least like in football, like we said, it's a one-game thing. You know, the other team's star quarterback could get hurt, and boom, that's all you need is one injury. Where in hockey, right. you run into a hot goalie, it doesn't matter who's playing in front of them. We've seen it, man. Oh, like, yeah. Goalies come out of nowhere and stealing playoffs series it's just for one year, then falling off the map. You never hear yeah. from them again. So it's like you run into that hot goalie. I don't care. You can have like the greatest hockey team of all time. You're going to have, you know, Mario Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky, and Rocket Richard on a team, and you run into a hot goalie. You chances are you might not win that game because the goalie can stand on their head and steal it. You're Whereas right. In football, man, you're one bad hit, one bad block away from your star quarterback being out and then <laughs> we very rarely see the backup quarterback come in and win unless you know what in buffalo the frank wright game that's right. about it and how freakish yeah. was that i mean that was yeah that was like yeah and that's the anomaly where in hockey everyone says you watch out for that hot goalie watch out for that hot goalie you're right so for me um, i that's why i'm saying the steelers will be the one to you know make it past like the first round right because it's, it's so much harder in hockey to close out a team. Um, like I'd said, though, we played back-to-back days over the weekend. We were in St. Louis on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The Pens were able to squeak out a 3-2 to two win in overtime. And they came home yesterday with a, a, you know what, it was a pretty nice game. If you were there, Donnie yeah. Iris was there. Uh, the fans really enjoyed that. He sang the national anthem. And then the Penguins, like I said, after the, the second period, I, it, it was like, you know, they win seven to three this game. They scored <laughs> five of them goals in a four minute, 29 period of time in the second period. Uh, I, I didn't see this coming in a million years, Mike. I didn't see us coming out. And if, you know, to, it's one thing to beat a team like Tampa Bay, but it's another thing to beat a team like Tampa Bay seven to three. Yeah. So it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend for hockey here in Pittsburgh. And also, Mike, tomorrow night we traveled to Nashville at eight o'clock to play mm-hmm. the Predators. And then on, um, Thursday. Thursday, we were back and we're down in Tampa Bay playing them guys yeah. again. One side note with the Penguins, Mike Crosby did reach another yes. uh, record. He is, um, let's see, what is it? 13 or more seasons with 70 points. Is that is that what it is? That's correct. And he's, he's become one... the 14th player in the NHL history yep. to do that. Yep. And the only active player right now to reach that milestone. So there you have it, everybody. Crosby just, I mean, he's not ever going to stop being great. At this point, anytime he steps on the ice, there's a chance that he could break something, some kind of record. (laughs) You know, so that's why, I mean, let's just enjoy these guys while they're still here, whether they win a cup, whether they don't win a cup. Mm -hmm. We still got Crosby, still got Latang, still got Malkin. We could just enjoy the hell out of them because, like I said, they're they're, they're just, you know, padding stats now and breaking records. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so if we're not winning every game, at least there is accomplishments being had. And uh, we could, uh, I, yeah. I can certainly appreciate it. But like I said, it, it, it's time. It's time. It is time when somebody with a black and gold uniform wins a playoff game. I and I, I hope, I hope it is the Penguins this year. But you I know, hope it is. I hope me, it's, me like too, I said, man. I, like, like the big three, man. I, I just, you know, Malkin had what three points in the past two games, you know, two goals and assists. Crosby with like a goal and two assists. Lantang a couple assists throughout the the weekend series. And you know, it's the big three are holding up their end of the bargain. Yeah, you know, and you know, I want to throw in Zucker, Rackle, and Gensel. Everyone else, man, needs to start coming along. You know, we're, we're kind of seeing it. You know, Teddy Bluger got a goal. Drew O'Connor for finally pitching in. Jeff Carter pitching in out of nowhere. So you see what I'm saying? I mean, after this, this these this lower tiers got to produce. Of Ron Hextel, <laughs> Hextel. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Now you have all these guys, Mike, who haven't produced. I, I mean, we haven't scored a, a goal season. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You, 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 you raise a little bit of cane, then all of a sudden mm-hmm. things start to happen. I like it, Mike. I mean, whether that's going to be enough to, you know, catapult us to where we want to be, that's yet to be seen. However, it has us, what you said, it's, we have us back in the last playoff yeah. spot. Is well, that your last playoff spot? It's, it's a tight, you know, we're back into a tight race right there. Um, Let's see. I just had the standings up. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we had that last spot. We have 67 points. Islanders are just above us at 69, but they have played 63 games. We've played 59. Okay. But keep in mind, right behind us, Buffalo Sabres, 66 points. They played 58 games. And then right behind them, we have Red Wings with 64, Panthers with 64, Cavs with 64. 
And we have game in hands on the Panthers and the Capitals, but the Red Wings have they have a game in hand on us. Okay. So it, it's a tight spot, but you know maybe this weekend is what this team needed. Cleanse like the palate. Just go just back the last out there and time refocus. We spoke here on air, we, we were talking about the free fall, and there yeah. was no sign of of, of uh, stopping mm-hmm. the fall. And this weekend really brought back hope for this Pittsburgh Penguins team, Mike. And I, I hope that you know we could continue to build. And you know, of course, that's not going to you know, you'd like to see them round off about 10 wins in a row. You know, it's probably not. <laughs> yeah. But as long as we keep moving in the right direction and, and get out of that free fall, that thing was, yeah. uh, that was killing us. And it was really making me lose hope fast in this, in this yeah. hockey team, Mike, but the penguins are there 29, 20, 29, 21 and nine. And like I said, the next game tomorrow night at Nashville. So, so hey. what's Nashville look like this year? Uh, Nashville. Oh man, I just moved away. I forget they're they're not that great. I don't think they're doing that well this year. I know there's there's like just a big trade with Nashville. Uh, Nashville's 29, 22, and six. They're sitting fifth. Um, yeah, they, they just traded. So Tampa Bay, or excuse me, yeah. Oh man, they traded away one of their forwards to uh, sellers yeah they're they're sellers they're starting to sell they're starting to downsize but they traded um who did they trade uh tanner janot to the tampa bay lightning in this trade it was wild it's the one i think of yes yes so predator sent janot to the to the tampa bay lightnings they get back uh defenseman cole foot a third fourth and fifth round pick this year a second round pick in 2024 and a first round pick in 2025. Okay. So yeah, they 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 are sellers, but this trade is wild. And like how many draft picks were were traded? Yeah, that's got you wild. know four or five draft picks and a player for this kid. That is insane. I uh I I, I how many goals? Yeah, and he only has five goals this year. Yeah. Cause I saw a tweet, it was like, yeah, they you know they got the amount of draft picks he has goal scored this year. That is insane. You're giving up five draft picks for a guy who's only given only scored five goals, but Hey, you're hoping you put him in that Tampa Bay system and you know, he'll blossom in and then break out. But at 25 years old, man, this is like, God, you, you should be entering your prime at that age. So these are our next two opponents. Everybody. We do got Nashville tomorrow. We got Tampa Bay on Thursday, <laughs> Mike, let's, let's bounce on over to the hardwood. Mm-hmm. Why don't we, Yes. Big day today. You want to know why it is the big day? Because today is the day that the new rankings come out in the NCAA. Yes. Here we are, two games left in this basketball season for the Pitt Panthers, and yet being on top of the ACC alone twice this season, yes. knocking out a ranked North Carolina team on top of beating them both times we played them, uh, beating a, a ranked Miami team, Virginia. Mike, we still aren't in the top 25. I can't believe it, but you know what? At this point, don't slap Pitt in the face and give them a stupid 20 yeah. or 21. You know what? At this point, don't even rank them. Let these guys play with the edge that, that, that you've been uh-huh. that they've had for the past month or two. They're red hot. <laughs> this team is playing as good as anybody else in college basketball. You get that one seed, you get this, you get a double bye, Mike. A lot of good things. Now it comes down to this. Wednesday night, we play Notre Dame. Yes. Notre Dame's a pretty bad basketball team. <laughs> I just watched them lose the other night. They are two and 16, give or take, in the conference. Really bad. They win this game. Like if Pitt, the Pitt Panthers beat the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in Notre Dame in South Bend on Wednesday night, they already clinch at least the co title for the regular season ACC championship. And then Miami, who is off idle till Saturday when we face them for the uh, final game of the regular season, if we win that game, then we will win the ACC outright. However, if we lose that game, we will be a uh, co-champion with yeah. the. Um, so all we got to do basically to to win this conference is beat Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I, I'm pretty confident that they could do that unless something crazy happens. Yeah. And you know what I think is going to be crazy that can happen? <laughs> Ranking them. They yeah. don't should don't <laughs> rank this team. Don't do it. They have their backs against the wall. It's pit against the world. Mm-hmm. I think you rank this team that messes with their heads. We talk about this many times on the show. Don't rank us. Just leave us out. At this point, why? Why? It's a slap in the face. Do not rank Pitt. Keep them unranked. Like, you know, it, it's the curse of, like, the Pitt teams. Yeah. Pittsburgh teams. Like, when you get high into, like, we see it with, like, the football team at Pitt. Even, like, Penn State, you get, you know, ranked at a certain level. That's when, you know, the wheels start to fall off. 
It always happens. So for this team right here, like you're saying, I, I want them to have that us against them world mentality. An unranked pit football team could beat a number one Clemson who didn't lose to a team a whole entire national league season. Yeah. A, a national championship season. However, a ranked pit football team could lose to the worst team on any given Saturday. It's just, it's just I don't know why it happens that yeah. way. I don't know if it's a psychological thing. Mm-hmm. Please, by all means, do not rank this team today. You have two games left. And, you know, like I said, it, it's a slap in the face. I, I just think that um, you, you got you to see that this team is way better than especially those teams from 20 to 25. Yeah. You got to see that they're playing as good as the team from from fifteen to twenty, mm-hmm. and you know, and beyond that, I don't know. There's a lot of good basketball, but it's it's hard to tell. Mike, today, today, the big uh, rankings, the new rankings come out. But before we uh, get to that point, which I mean, it's going to be this afternoon. It's not going to be long now. Yeah, but we're going to get off the air and find that information out. But they did. They played a game on Saturday, Mike. It was senior night at the Pete. They played um, your boy Jim Beheim's. <laughs> Eric Hughes Orange, my boy, and, and Beheim he went back and he and he retracted some of the things that he was oh, saying, and yeah. he kind of uh, politically corrected things, and mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, everyone was just ready to pound <clears throat> Jim Beheim last uh, last weekend. Mike, they win ninety nine to eighty two. That was the most points the Panthers scored this season. Um, it was senior night. There was six players, six players in double digits. Also, they broke the record, Mike, for threes um, for the the program. Nobody ever in pit history has ever made more three pointers. I think it was at two sixty four whenever they announced it, and I think we got a couple more. So I'm just gonna uh, loosely say it's about two sixty six, two sixty seven. Blake Henson he hit his a thousand point mark in this game. Uh, it was it was it was a it was an amazing game if you're a pit fan it was an amazing tune-up game moving into what we have going on and and hopefully like i said we carry that over to notre dame i i don't i i can't even imagine notre dame beating this team i i watched no. them the other night to see what we were going up against and and like i said it's going to be something really bad if that would be the case but um like i said if we win mike we win wednesday night over notre dame we clinch at least the co champions of the acc so i'm liking our chances mike yeah me too and like like you said you know because the they saw the acc turning to go correct yes and if they win out you know that's what the double buy you were mm. talking about you know getting that first round by second round by in the tourney that that would be nice you know get, yeah. get some rest in and you're able to see okay, who are we going to play yeah, that that I would like that for them too. A, a nice reward for for a season that no, literally, I don't think anyone outside of that maybe that locker room saw coming. Really pisses me off too. The ACC isn't strong because Duke and North Carolina aren't at the top. Yeah, and and what's ridiculous about this? Aren't having a bad season. They they are right below the ranked teams and and uh, yeah, you know it, it's it's a shame. That those teams have to be at the top, yeah. In order for you to say that the conference is being success, I think that these these teams at the top, and I'm not even going to just I'm not talking about Pitt, I'm talking about Miami, I'm talking about Virginia. I mean, who's as high as six up until this point? Yeah. Uh, I mean, six. You, you see what I'm saying? We beat Virginia. Mm-hmm. We're above them in the conference. They're at six. We're yet to be ranked. Yeah. It's just a whole this whole net this whole the the ranking, Mike. It's making my fucking head spin. If you play somebody who's good and you lose you could go up yeah yeah i I don't get it normal on any on any level come on it's not it it, it, you know like basketball rankings are weird they take into account a lot of a lot of different factors and it's it's too much for my uh dumb user brain to comprehend but i'm looking through you know at the time you know they they beat ranked north carolina ranked virginia Close loss against ranked Duke, beat ranked Miami. It's well, you know what more does this team have and to do? And then sweeps North Carolina the second time around. Yeah, you know yeah. you go. We haven't we haven't lost to North Carolina for three years. Yeah, you, you still can't give us any credit. Yeah, and I to me it all comes back to you know I always say in college basketball and college football it takes you There's that next year you right. have to have that at least one year and then that follow-up year is when you get start to get the recognition 
Now, a couple other games in the ACC, Mike, that we were obviously paying attention to on Saturday was the Virginia loss and the Miami mm-hmm. loss. Um, Florida State was one team. I can't think who beat the other squad, but both of those teams go down, Mike, in, a, in games that they probably should win. Like mm-hmm. I said, I think that things are finally we're, – we're probably going to get ranked today. And like I said, I'm kind of pissed off. At this point, don't rank us. Yeah. Let us. Let us have our backs against the wall. Let it be us against the world. Let us go into the tournament. Let us get this double by and, and see what this team could do moving forward. Um, I, I just say don't slap, don't slap us in the face anymore at this point. Mike, you know, I mean, you can't even say. I mean, these other teams are getting upset by teams they should beat. The Florida State, and, and you know, yeah. and here we are. We're beating all the teams we're supposed to beat. And, you know, Syracuse are not a good team. You're supposed to kill them. Guess what? We killed them. Yeah. What's the problem, you know? And, and yeah. it's unfortunate, like you said, that might be the case. And you do see that in college. A lot. There has to be a build-up to, you know, them finally giving you favor in rankings. But at some point, this got to, this got to break, right? It does. It, it, it does. You hope it should. But, you know, the way this team has been disrespected all year long, I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for them to, you know – Win the ACC and still be a have like a low seed in the tourney. Win the ACC, then win the ACC tournament. Yeah, and then give us like a twelve seed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can see it happening, something like that. Because because I was looking at bracketology right now on ESPN. Let me pull it back up. Right now, I think they were a ten seed in the East. That's what I'm saying. Come on, this is one of the yeah. better. T- <laughs> but the guy yeah. on, the, on the game the other night was saying this is if you 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 can't say that this is one of the top twenty five teams in the country. You're out of your mind. Yeah. And I'm looking at um, the rankings. Okay, let's see. Outside, they they just landed outside the twenty top twenty five. Right above them, with NC State received fifty four votes, and then Pittsburgh. Their NC State had fifty four votes, then Pittsburgh at thirty four. So is this for today's rankings? No, no. This is um. I, I don't think it's updated yet. It was in the in the last rankings, but <clears throat> Pitt is above NC State. In the in the conference, correct? They're above everybody. Yeah. So how the hell is NC State getting more more votes? Then I, I I don't get it. I'm sorry, NC State's in that different conference, correct? Yeah. No, no, in the same conference. No, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Because I'm looking at it right now. Because there's it Pitt, Miami, Virginia, Clemson, Duke, then NC State. How how are the how are the, how are people saying NC State's better than Pitt? You know, and this you can't possibly say all oh, these people they, they, they're crying they, about it. I, you know, I, if it wasn't deserved, that's one thing. This, this, yeah. this is just this is crazy. It is too because Pitt. I'm looking right now. Pitt beat NC State eighty to seventy three, and then they they lost to them in the in the in the rematch. But it was eighty three to eighty one. Yeah. So I I don't I don't get it. I I don't get basketball rankings and how they figure it out who's better than who. Normally it's like you know if you beat someone and you're beating ranked teams and you're even if you have a loss against a ranked team, they've been close. This is a team that has proven that they can win. You know, I don't uh, get three, it. I got three more quick points, and then we were going to move on, Mike. Um, coach Capel, he is my front runner for the coach of the year, certainly in the ACC. Oh, yeah. I don't know anybody that I would vote, but you know what? By the way that this season is gone, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if he didn't win. Uh, well, two. you know it's not going to happen. You know they'll it'll be like next year they'll have a worse record, but then he'll get it next year. Yeah. <laughs> two, uh, one point in the game against Syracuse. My pick for the sixth man off of the year is uh, Nike Sabandi. He Mike came in and this this alley oop that um, Nelly oh. comes through from the out from underneath. <laughs> yes, dude, it was uh, it just that place went crazy. And then finally, Fish, uh, he finally, the, the, uh, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. His last name is Fish, um, the white gentleman that plays for the basketball yes. team that gets a chance every time Pitt's getting blown or Pitt's blowing somebody out. And he hasn't scored, Mike. He was a walk-on. He was a team manager. Coach Cable gave him a chance. Fan favorite. Everybody loves this kid. Every time he gets in at the end of the game, the crowd goes crazy. He scored his first basket, Mike, in this last home game at Pitt um, Saturday night. Place went wild. It was a great feeling that the guys, you could tell they all really, they're, they're close oh, yeah. on this team, Mike. They chased them around. They tackled them. They gave them the game ball. Great, great stuff at Pitt on Saturday night. If you don't love this team, then you, I don't know, you might not really like basketball because this this is a lot of fun right here. Even if but you we, don't like that, you have to like, if you like sports, you should like like this team. Yeah. And 
So like I said, this, this team right here, Wednesday night, Mike, they go to South Bend to play the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They have a chance to um, clinch at least part of the ACC regular season that mm -hmm. night. And then they go to Miami for the season finale. Again, Miami is sitting back waiting, watching, and I'm sure they're going to be a very stiff uh, game when we get down on Saturday, despite what happens on Wednesday. But the uh, very next game, Mike, is on Wednesday against Notre Dame. Let's go, Pitt. And like Let's I say Pitt. all the time, that makes me feel dirty being a Penn State <laughs> fan. But you know what? I don't want to talk about Penn State basketball right now. We couldn't score, apparently couldn't score a bucket in the last what, 13 yeah. minutes of that game. Oh, my God. Talk about a collapse. They had that game in hand, and they just couldn't score. We won't pile on, but I, I do know what you're talking about. And you know, uh, maybe, maybe they'll get it together, man. No, no, no they ne better. Next, we have the XFL weekend, Mike. This yes. league is oozing. It's oozing with Pittsburgh uh, former players, people from the area. It's a great – I love the XFL. It's football after football. Football never ends here. I love it. I could do this all the time. <laughs> Heinz Ward, Coach Heinz Ward of the um, San Antonio Brahmas gets his very first win. And also Rod Woodson, he tries for his uh, first win in the uh, XFL. Get to that in just a minute. One thing that I'm noticing about this XFL, Mike, it's a defensive league so far. Yeah, oh, Everything yeah. that I'm seeing, with the exception of one or two teams, it's very strong defensively played. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to take a season or two to start. I, I, I just – It'll happen. I think the higher scoring things are going to happen. I think right now the defense is where it's at. And I, I, I tell you what, there was a lot of rain in this, this Vipers game, this Vegas Vipers. We're going to go into the first game of the weekend, which was Saturday. Of course, you remember we spoke about the game Thursday on the last day that we were yes. on. So this would be the second XFL game of the weekend, which was Saturday. Now, it was the, um, the D.C. Defenders. They went to Las Vegas to play Rod Woodson's Vegas Vipers. And it was it was log waterlogged. It was a very fun game to watch. But I'm sure if you're trying to win a football game, it wasn't as enjoyable. Yeah. Kickers were losing their footing constantly, shanking kicks, uh, players losing their footing. It was all over the place. It was hard to catch balls. It was hard to hold on to balls. Yeah. But you know what? As a Western Pennsylvania guy, I can appreciate that, and I'm sure you can as well. It was a very hard-fought game. However, uh, Rod Woodson's Vegas Vipers, they fall, Mike, to – the D.C. Defenders, 18-6, to so Woodson Falls is 0-2, 0-2 in the XFL. Juan Rod, you're killing me, Sun Smalls. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, this is the one that I like, the black and gold, the San Antonio Brahmas, the Heinz Ward, the Joey Porter, the, the whole deal, they uh, they come out, they display a great defensive exhibition, exhibition as well. They beat the Guardians from Orlando 30-12. to I really thought I, you know, you started to see it come together, and again, you hit, you hit thirty points. It's not like the NFL. You go, yeah. you score four touchdowns, you kick four field goals. The XFL, there's so much more of a challenge. A lot of the times, you score a touchdown, and it isn't an automatic. You kick that field goal, and, and we can figure out what the score is. Yeah. Now you have to figure if you want to go out and try to get one, two, or three, or yeah. what is it? Two, uh, one, no. two, or three. One, one two, two, or three. three. Yeah. And it's not a guarantee. No. Like the field goal, most of the time is in the NFL. So, I mean, with this, it, you, it keeps you pulled in because it's it's not cut and dry. Yeah. It isn't, okay, all we got to do is score this touchdown, kick a field goal, we'll be down by – no. <laughs> if you get a touchdown, now the whole, there's, there's a whole other challenge presented to you. Yeah. And then you have to try to do that. And then after that, then you have these other options with kickoffs. It, Mike, I, I, I'm digging it so far. I really am. The Brahmas um, of San Antonio, the Times Ward squad, they come through, Mike. They win 30-12. to 12. Over the Orlando Guardians, they look good. They look like they're finally they starting on all cylinders. Yeah, their quarterback, you know, not bad. You know, three three passing touchdowns, no picks. Uh, yeah, they're looking for looking pretty good. I, I like their running game though. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> they, you know, they have running, some rough, rough, rough uh, run blocking in on the that XFL. Team. I would say that that's been pretty standard so far. It's been yeah, it's it's been hard pressed to find a, a running back that's been successful yeah. in these first couple of weeks. Uh, however, we still have eight weeks of regular season left in, in, yeah. in the playoffs, so hopefully that changes a little bit. Uh, but the defenses are playing really tough right now. See if these, some of these head coaches, uh, Jim Hazlitt, Rod Woodson, Hines Ward, Pittsburgh guys all, of course, they could come up with ways to finally start to run the ball and uh, do you know be a little bit more effective offensively. Yeah. But this league so far has been a defensive league, which I do appreciate. I do like that, and I can take that. But the four, let's go to the next game, like the last game of the weekend was the um the houston 
Roughnecks, mm-hmm. they traveled over to Arlington to play the Renegades. Now, this team is a team that I've been saying has been playing top-notch since the beginning, which has only been two weeks. However, the Houston Roughnecks, Mike, that this is a good team. I think down the stretch, you're, you're probably going to see them getting better. They just, so far from what I've seen in week one and week two, they would be that one team that I would say has been most solid overall. Yeah. They they were looking pretty good too. Like I, I watched most of the uh, the Brahma game. This game right here, I was like in and out of. There's a lot going on while I was watching the game. But what I saw, they they did look they look pretty pretty good. Like they they had that defense ready to rock and roll every single game. Looking good. Like I said, the Roughnecks did win twenty three fourteen over the Renegades. Next week, Mike, the first game of the week. There's one game on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Saturday is uh, Seattle where the Sea Dragons, they they travel to Las Vegas to play the Vipers. That's at 7 o'clock on Saturday. Sunday, St. Louis Battlehawks travel to D.C. to play the Defenders. Sunday, the Orlando Guardians travel to Arlington to play the Renegades. That's at 4 o'clock. And the last game of the weekend, Mike, which is one I am highly anticipating, <laughs> is the 1-1 one one, uh, Heinz Ward coached San Antonio Brahmas against the 2-0 and o Houston Roughnecks, who I keep going on and on about. This game is at 8 o'clock on Sunday. If you're going to watch XFL, I think that's the game to watch for the weekend yeah. next week, being the latter. I, I can't wait, Mike. I really cannot wait for this football game. Me either, man. Oh, oh give me some more XFL. I'm loving the XFL. I'm loving it. it I, me too. I, I don't know what – I'm seeing people – try to rag on this team saying like Georgia can beat an XFL team. I no, no, no. The, the, these guys are playing some damn good football. These guys are just, you know, that close to being in the NFL. This team, you know, this league is is it as good in the NFL? No, but these a lot of these guys are like a heartbeat away from making an NFL roster. Hey, that's right. You know, this game right here is this league is is a good league. You know, it's not the joke league it was when it first this started. And I the think best. they're still – go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'm just going to say this is the three of all three um, runs at it. I, I'm most impressed with this. Yes. Don't get me wrong. 2.0 was – I was into oh. that as well. But, Mike, I, I think they're really finding that the formula to make this league become something as a serious league. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get more into that in just a second. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, that man, they – it, it feels like the XFL is still trying to shake the image of the XFL one. Yeah. And that was how many years ago? Right. Well over a decade ago. Come on. Two years. Yeah. Tw- tw- two decades worth of stigma that they're still trying to erase. I, I don't see it. I don't know why people like football analysts are trying to like poo poo all over this league. Why would you do that? This is football. This is the game we all love. You don't see hockey people going, oh, making fun of like the KHL or the Swiss right. League or the Czech, Czech Elite League. No, they they take that stuff serious. These are professional players that, you know, could be close to making it into the league. Are they going to be standout great players? No, but they can be contributors. And there are people in here who have, are who had damn good careers, were yeah. pro bowlers at one point that are playing these leagues. So I, I just don't, I find the disrespect to this league just, uh, mind-boggling like this is a sport we we love why would you shit on it just because it's not the nfl no it's not the nfl i go in knowing i'm not going to see nfl level product but i know i'm going to see some damn good exciting plays and some players that are doing amazing things brings me to my next question mike <laughs> would it benefit the nfl to join the other three pro uh, major sports in this country of course hockey baseball and basketball would it benefit the NFL to carry a sub league, a minor league system? Because it seems to work for the other three. And the one thing that's a disadvantage that I really hate to see for these guys that have all the talent in the world, but you become one man short to be a professional football yeah. player. You're the 54th man mm-hmm. and, and you have to give it up. You got, you got to go get a job and get a, you know, I think that that's screwing some of these young men over that deserve deserve to continue to play football with their lives because, uh, you know, who's to say this guy isn't going to be top-notch in two years? Yeah. Who, who knew Tom Brady was going to be? You know, if that was the case, yeah. sixth round, seventh round, whatever he was, if that was the case, the GOAT might have never played. you got to give guys chances, especially the NFL. Mike, I think a sub-league, a minor league, 
would would benefit the NFL greatly in these players. What, what, what do you think? I I would like it. I would like you know each team to have their own <clears throat> own team affiliated within these leagues. Now you'd have to ex- expand the XFL, maybe expand the USFL, but why not? Why not? Like each team would have a team in one of the two leagues. I, and I that think it would be a great idea. That, that way, you know, you would know where your players are and like you would set it up like you do in hockey, more or less have like the same similar systems in each and both organizations. Say you Devin got, Bush wasn't performing up to standard, send him down. Yeah. Yeah. You to know? where you would have to like, you know, like you were saying, like you do in the NHL that have that movement to where like if you go down there, you're not automatically another team can cl- claim you. You have like waivers. X amount of moves up and down, then you hit the waiver wire. Is this player going to clear waivers or not? That would be exciting. People are like, oh, this guy was put on waivers. Is he going to make it? Is another team going to gamble and grab this player who had potential but has that high contract? What's going to happen here and there? I I would love that kind of movement up and down for players. It, like you said, you know, you, you have teams that have so you get seven draft picks. Some teams get more, less through trade. So if you team that made trade, you have 12 draft picks. Not all of them are going to make your active roster. Not all of them are going to make it through your practice squad because someone's going to pluck them away. But if you have this expanded other team, you can, okay, I'm going to put these lower draft picks that aren't going to make the active roster, aren't going to make the practice squad. I can throw on this team down here and watch them play and watch them develop and have it. And you know, they will still be a part of the organization. And if they start producing, well, guess what? I'm going to call them up to the active roster or bump them up to the practice squad. And there's cities, yeah. There's cities that deserve more sports. There's cities Mm -hmm. that deserve sports. Some cities that are are great sports cities don't have a football team. Mike, I think if you do this and make a a connection between it and the NFL, have the Mm -hmm. NFL uh, uh, brand on this product, on this minor league system, I think it could do very well. I think it could probably do better than the other three. Oh, yeah. You know, again, you don't watch a a lot of minor league baseball. You don't watch a lot of uh, minor league hockey. So I think the NFL is is exciting. It's number one, you know, it's number one sport in this country right now. Yeah. And, you know, I I think that it could benefit. And like I said, once you slap an NFL affiliation to it, then the media takes it seriously. Mm -hmm. And then once the media takes it seriously, then people will start taking it seriously. I think that the, a minor league system for the NFL is a great idea. I think, like I said, it helps the players. It helps the team. It yeah. makes cities more money. It gives fans an opportunity to watch the game they love after the NFL, NFL season is said and gone. Big, big, uh, like I said, there, there's dollars to be made. Yes. And, um, you know, and, and I think there's cities out there that would love to host one of these oh. teams. Like, oh, yeah. Would love to host yeah. one of these teams. And, my God, like, you have a place to where – I want to put it like in a college hotbed town. Like, right. You know, there, there's certain places where college football is king. They don't care about the NFL, but you have places that would love the NFL, but don't have places their own that, franchise. So put it, put an XFL team. Put a population USFL isn't team so there. great. Like somewhere over heading west, the Utah area. People yeah. love their football with the BYU and all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's just, it does, it's, they don't have enough to carry a football yeah. squad along with basketball and whatnot. But mm-hmm. something like this could be perfect. Yeah, perfect for those areas. Yeah, and you know they would still be affiliated with the NFL, but they would also be kind of independent. Yeah, and have these leagues to where you do have these different rules. Whereas the XFL, it's only one foot and bounce. Keep that in that league. Keep it in that league because you know college still has it. It's that step below the NFL. Why not let the XFL have their new rules? USFL have their own rules because look, the league can see what works, what doesn't try them out down there, then take those ideas and move them into the NFL. Absolutely. And they, uh, they would Mike, be stupid not okay. to, but you know, this league is, you know, they are, they want to be different than everyone else. And, you know, it's worked for them for this long. So I don't see them changing, but I would love to see them incorporate both of these organizations to be like a minor league teams. That would be nice. I think a lot of people would dig it. <laughs> the thing is, you know who who who's against it? You know what I mean? It's it's the people. It's the people that's yeah sitting behind these doors making decisions. And, and like yeah. I said, the people out here, we want to see football. You know, I love football. I'll watch it year round. You put a game on, I'll sit down and watch some football. Speaking of football, Mike, year round. This week starts the combine, the NFL combine. Yes, uh, running from Tuesday till next Monday. Um, a lot of people are showing up today. Like I said, Omar Khan will be speaking at the podium tomorrow if you're interested in listening to what he has to say. Mm-hmm. But, Mike, your combine, it's here. You've been waiting for it. 
I'm excited about it. I want to see, you know, I want to see some of these guys. I want to see them run their forties. I want to see um, all the fun stuff that the combine brings. Me too. Um, there's um, a couple of big um, players that will not be um, working out at the combine. Uh, one mm-hmm. is a big defensive lineman from Georgia, Jalen Carter. He will not mm-hmm. be working out. Um, that's, you know, he had a, bad injury he's yeah. still recuperating from that but the other one that's um the quarterback out of alabama um mm. uh, oh my god name yeah thank you bryce young i almost said cj stroud i was looking at the picture of cj stroud um yeah bryce young will not be throwing at the combine i believe he will be there he'll do all the interviews and everything but he's going to wait to work out at his pro day which you know i kind of don't blame him you're sitting at the number one quarterback I would wait till my pro day too. I would wait till I have my conditions that I'm used to working with my receivers, my facility. I don't blame them, but um, I believe CJ Stroud, Will Levis and uh, the quarterback out of Florida, um, Rich or Anthony Richards, I believe that's his yeah. name. He, those three I read, if I read it correctly, all three will be at the combine. All three will be throwing, running, working out. So that's awesome uh-huh. right there. You have three of your top four quarterbacks at the combine will be performing. I mean, it's just to me, it's the wheels are in motion. Yes. Once you get to the combine, now you know things are moving. Next, mm-hmm. you got the draft. Next, you got, yes. you know, and before you know it, it's going to be midsummer. Guys will be showing up at camp. Um, Mike, I got uh, – here's a quarterback comparison. I want your opinion real quick. Speaking uh-huh. of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, I read this comparison between the three top quarterbacks this season, um, of course, Stroud, Young, and um, that Levis, that Will Levis out of Kentucky. Uh-huh. I'm going to give you the three – comparisons i heard and, and i want your opinion do you do you think that these these match up now will levis they say that he is comparable to a strong-armed ryan Tannehill. <laughs> okay huh huh well ryan Tannehill, he had a Okay, career once he moved out of Miami and down into Tennessee and got a nice ring game around him. Like Will Levis, this you know a quarterback that had what more tackles in a game than he threw through touchdowns. Right. So like, like he didn't really light it up in the SEC, but you know he's been projected as a first rounder going into like last year or beginning of this year. So I see him going to the first round. I can see him having like a Tannehill type career where you know it's at first not that great. Finally moves to a team that has some weapons around him where he doesn't have to do too much. Yeah, okay. Right. But I, I like Will Levis. He, he doesn't. Ex, he doesn't wow me. The number. The next one, C.J. Stroud was compared to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Huh. Damn. Poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, people were high on Andy Dalton. People you know, were high on. On, on the Red Rocket, yeah. Like, he's that guy, like, you know, he'll put up those numbers, but he's not going to win you that that, that right. game. He's not going to win you the big game. Whereas, like, we saw in college, C.J. Stroud was winning some big games. But, I don't know. I see, I, I like C.J. Stroud because I, I love watching him play in college. But apparently, he needs a lot of work on his throwing mechanics or something. I His accuracy, I I don't know. I, I like C.J. Stroud, and to me, it's a slap in the face to compare him to Andy Dalton. But if he has an Andy Dalton-type career, it's not bad. Andy Dalton had a nice little run down in Cincinnati. He didn't embarrass himself that much. And but finally, I think he's better. I think he's way better than Andy Dalton. Finally, Bryce Young was compared to Drew Brees. Yeah. I was about really to think that this guy has it like that. I mean, Drew Brees is, you know. Drew Brees was one of the most accurate probably the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen That's throw a ball saying, man like Bryce Young he he has that similar stature he's short he can move when he needs to but to me like Drew Brees was like that thicker bodied guy to where he can absorb those hits and I thought his accuracy was way better than Bryce Young's but yeah I'm seeing a lot of comparisons to Drew Brees and I wonder if it's just because how short he is I, I bet that got to be yeah like I can't wait to see what he what his right. height is at the combine uh, yeah, maybe, absolutely. maybe that's why he's not going to do anything in the combine. He doesn't want that measurable want him. out there because he, he's listed at like six foot, maybe six one. People are saying, I see them like, I see them like, you know, taking pictures next to people that are 5'11. He's standing head to head with them. So, right. If he can, I, I don't know, man. Drew Brees had the way to move around the pocket to throw over those huge linemen. 
Price young man. I I, I want to see him succeed. He was fun to watch at Alabama, but he's not my guy. Like I was more of a CJ Stroud guy, but I don't know. I don't know. I've been wrong on, on a lot of quarterbacks. Um, so, on the other side of the ball, Mike, a couple of things uh, going into this weekend. I did read Bud Dupree after two years after making his uh, big contract down in, in Tennessee, uh-huh. is more than likely going to be cut. Yeah. Also, uh, the other big name that people are talking about, um, Bobby Wagner. Yeah. We are on a list of what these are the top five landing spots believed mm-hmm. to be for Bobby Wagner. Number one being the Bengals. Number two being the Eagles. Three being the Giants. Four being the Detroit Lions. And five being the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um. I would Where do you take, see Bobby Wagner landing? I would take one of the Bengals or the uh, the Eagles. Uh, you know, he had a team who just made it to the Super Bowl, a team that's made it to the, what, AFC champion, or had Super Bowl two years ago, nice little run in the playoffs this year. I would take those two teams over everyone else. Yeah. Like, why would you come to Pittsburgh? You can make more money elsewhere and have a chance to go to a Super Bowl before you come to Pittsburgh. Now, I'd love to have him here. But for him at this stage in his career, I would, you know, go to a place that's, you know, I have a chance to make a nice run now, in the playoffs. It's interesting that you say that because I've heard you make that argument for Tremaine Edwards. Who do you see, Mike? Who do you see being a legit possibility to come and fill that Devin Bush spot? Somebody mm-hmm. that would, you know, they would take the money that Pittsburgh's willing to pay them. Somebody mm-hmm. that's willing to come in and wear the black and gold. Somebody that's willing to come and play for a team that's probably not going to make a championship run this season. Who's the guy, Mike, that you most can see landing in oh. that inside linebacker spot? There's not one that really jumps to mind that's like a well-known starter. Yeah. Because, you know, if I have that opportunity, I'm going to a team that's close to a championship and Pittsburgh's it's not close. So it's going to be someone out of that second, third tier that's ready to bust out. You know, I, I wouldn't mind. Um, God, uh, the, who's the, the middle linebacker we talked about last week from Eagles. Um, um, oh my God. Mm, uh, he literally yeah. 159 tackles him or because yeah. you're white. I can see maybe if they can't get re-signed by the Eagles, maybe, maybe falling through the cracks, and coming here because they're like one of those two coming here. Maybe they're like, oh, they were just a, a byproduct of that system. Right. We have to get someone like that who teams might think, oh, it's just that team, that system made them that good. I don't think we're going to get one of the top flight free agents. I, I just don't see it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I don't see because why, why would you come here when there's other teams that are so much closer to a championship than Pittsburgh? Now, if we had like Ben in his prime and still How many yeah, wins did Cincinnati yeah, have last year, Mike? I um, don't know. I'm just asking. Um, real quick, let me take a look. I can't remember off the top of my head either. They had, they were twelve and four. So they won three more games than we did. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I was. Um, let's. I would still go there. I would still go there. You got. Uh, Joe Burrs, Jamar Chase, that offense. You know, I mean, everybody's different. Maybe they would like to play for the Steelers. Maybe they feel that they can make the Steelers, a, you know. Yeah, I want to play with, like, T.J. Watt. And, and you a... know, probably put a team together that can make a nice run. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll I, see. I agree. It's hard to say at this point. It's hard to predict, of course. Uh, Mike, let's, let's slide over to the baseball part for a minute here. Brian Reynolds now, I was just reading over the weekend. He, was, he sought an eight-year, $134 million contract with the pirates before, you know, talking all of his trade, I want to, you yeah. know, I want to go somewhere else. So let's talk about the, the, we don't have much time, but for the, for the sake of the pirates, eight years, $134 million. Say you was Bob, nothing's replacement. Do you pay that to Brian Reynolds? No, I, I agree. No, he, he's good, but he's not elite. Right. I'm like an A-Rod here, you know what I mean? We're... No. Like a grand scheme of things like in baseball contracts, it's probably not a lot, but no, no. Right. Uh-uh. He's no, he doesn't wow me. You still have him under contract for what the next three years, I believe. Yeah. So why? I would like, no, you're gonna go out there and play, or guess what? I, I I'll trade you and get some other pieces to the right. puzzle and get, go about your merry way. No, I'm not extending him to another contract. The one game, Mike, the people. <laughs> 
<laughs> from Pittsburgh that people failed to speak about over the weekend much was the Pirates opening spring training game against the Blue Jays. They lose that game nine to seven, Mike, mm-hmm. but they are back in action today at 105 against the Phillies. Yep. Um, one thing I do want to talk about um, before we go, Jake Paul took the loss. Huh? Yes, he did. Tommy was it a- Fury, was that the guy's name that beat him? Yes, Tommy Fury. Now, Tommy Fury is, is the first actual boxer that he faced. Am I correct? Am I correct? Right. correct. And people were saying that his skills weren't quite as good. Yeah. And people were expecting Paul to win, but Jake Paul took the took the took the L, huh? He took the L. And um, you know, people said once he fought an actual boxer, doesn't matter how good that boxer is, he would he would take the take his first L and he, he did. And this is what happens when you're not fighting celebrities. You're not right. fighting MMA fighters outside of their arena. Right. This is what happens when you fight someone who's a pro boxer. I don't care what level it is. You're fighting a pro. You're probably not going to, you're not, you're going to get your ass whooped. I'm no, he didn't get embarrassed guys. No, I'm not either. He didn't go out there and get, get embarrassed. You know? Right. He, he did throw a nice solid punch that rocked him, knocked the guy down, knocked fury down. But, he just didn't have enough to, to yeah. be a legit boxer. And he seems like he, he, you know, he could fight, but um, just not a huge fan of these Pauls. I don't know. Just never I was. I like the one I, who wrestles because, like, when he goes out there, he puts on an entertaining match. Does he really? Of course, yeah. He's only been in, like, what, three, three matches, and they, they work on him, you know, for months. But, you know, he has the right. talent to where if he would do it full time, I think he would be a legit star in the WWE. Whereas this brother right here, he keep fighting, um, former pro athletes and MMA players don't fight real boxers or if you do start taking it serious man take it take it you know try and work your way up through the ranks he would probably be doing he'd probably do all right you know you know probably he i don't think would he contend for like you know one of the major belts in the in boxing world no but i think he could you know hey there's nothing wrong with being a mid-tier mid-tier boxer you're still one of the baddest people on the planet right (laughs) like why don't you get and tell everybody about the website it is two dumbyinders.com, the number two D U M Y I N D E R S.com. Head on over there. We have links for everything associated with our brand. We got YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Anchor, um, the website or the website, excuse me, the merchandise store link to there on the website, email address on there, everything you need at two dumbyinders.com. There you have it, everybody. Check it out, www.2dumbusers.com. We are live all through the week, Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, we The show that we do every day gets uploaded in, uh, well, in Spotify at 8 o'clock the evening of that day. So if you'd like to listen to this show in podcast form, go over to Spotify at 8 o'clock this evening, and it will be over there. That's all week long. Uh, Mike, do you got do we got time for a quick trivia? Yes, we do. This trivia question, Mike, is an NFL Combine question. Ooh, let's hear it. Starting the Combine this week. Switch it up a little bit. NFL Combine trivia. Here we go. What year was the first NFL Combine? Mm. What year was the first NFL Combine? Talk it out if you need to. Mm. I'll give you a hint. It was during our life. I mean, yeah. Uh, was... Let's go with 1980. 1980. Is that your final answer? Yes. All right. I'm going to lock Mike in. Mike says the first combine was in 1980. All right. Here we go. What year was the first NFL combine? Mike says 1980. The answer is very close to that, Mike. 1982. Oh, 1982. Oh, um, leg. <laughs> but uh, there you have it, everybody. We have the combine starting this week. That's what 41 years ago. 41 years yes, ago, the combine 41. started. No, um, yeah, something like that. 40 some odd years ago. Can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. But there you have it. 1982, everybody. That was the year of the first NFL combine. Learn something new every day. Yes. Mike, do you have anything before we take off, man? Um, oh. Hey, no, it is combine season, baby. This off season starts in a 
couple days once once you know we had the first person on the field at Indy in the combine. I'm loving it. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what Omar Khan does in his first year as GM. A lot of anticipation there. No two ways about it. A lot of big things going on this week. Combine, of course, uh, today after the show, about maybe the next uh, couple minutes, we have the new rankings coming out for the end. <laughs> excuse me for yes. college basketball. I can't wait to see where Pitt lands. Also, Pitt got a big game this week against Notre Dame. Penguins will be back at it tomorrow. Everybody, big stuff going on for Ryan, Mike, the two dumb yinders. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>